So if you don't have much time, there's a, an influence power tool that I'd like mm-hmm. the listeners to have. This yeah. has been, um, when I use it consciously, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, the result was likely different than if I had just gone to my, my defaults, yeah. gotten scared and not asked for what I needed. Um, The four power tools, so used in combination, are asserting, asking for what you need clearly, and maybe we can give an example here, asking for what you need clearly, and then inspiring. So you see the, you're asking for what you need clearly, and then you're appealing to someone's values um, and inspiring them. Um, Third is rational persuading, so more of a head-based. This is the evidence as to why we would, and this is, these are the results that I, we can expect. Um, and then consulting, which is asking them for their opinion and what they think. Mm-hmm. So the power tool, asserting, inspiring, rational, persuading, consulting, when you don't have much time, is very effective in, in moving a project or a, an idea or a proposal forward. This week on the podcast, we have Mary McCarthy. She is part of the executive core group. Um, she talks about the 10 levels of influence and the ways that we can influence people. Um, it's extremely fascinating. Um, yeah, we'll just jump right in and you can uh, start to get the feel of what the 10 levels of influence are. Welcome to the podcast, Mary. We are so excited to have you here today. Um, could you give us a brief like intro bio of what you do, who you are kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Kirsten. I am a talent management executive with Executive Core. And Executive Core is a full service talent uh, development firm that also does leadership coaching and training and executive education. So for any need that you have to develop a, a team or to look at and use data to help get some transparency to how people are performing, we do that at Executive Core. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So um, Mary is mostly involved in influence and then leadership as well. So do you want to give us a brief kind of background on influence and how you got involved in it um, and then what you actually do within influence? Yeah. And thanks for the question about how I got involved in it. I think it's always interesting to see, um, especially for someone like me who is a leadership coach, I just love to hear the stories of how people were attracted to certain lines of work and what it really represents about them. And when it comes to influence, I met uh, Barb Singer. She's the CEO of Executive Core. Met her. She was teaching a course in my MBA program at Notre Dame, and she taught the language of influence in that course. And I just absolutely loved the, the format, and it gave me, and I can talk more about it, but What it gave me was an understanding that just like languages where there's English and French and Spanish and different languages, we all have a certain language that we speak and we're not conscious of it. We just, it's gotten us results or we know what what people respond to. So we use that. And what happens is that we overuse it. So someone may be speaking in, in French to you and you need to speak French back to them so that they understand your message. And so I'll talk a bit more about what that means and what influence, what the language of influence is. I was just really attracted to the overall holistic leadership development program that that Barb was running. And 
I told her on the third day of that program that I wanted her job someday. So <laughs> fast forward seven years, that's actually almost exactly seven years here in January. And I'm now working with her firm and, and delivering a lot of the same content that I, I went through at Notre Dame. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to give us like a definition of influence and what that is specifically for you and your work? Yeah. Yeah. So I touched on it, but influence is really speaking to someone in the way that they want to be spoken to. So really picking up on some cues in, in, in how they're talking and what's important to them and then making sure that you meet them where they are. So if someone is asking you questions, for example, about why you should make a certain business decision, might actually insert some data because you hear that they're wanting to know why and they want some proof and evidence that their decision is is going to pay off. So you might point to and say, well, other companies in similar situations have chosen this route and it's resulted in 15% increase in revenue. Mm-hmm. And so you might pick up on a cue. So it's really about meeting someone where they are and and communicating with them in the way they want to be communicated with. And there's other facets to it as well. It's really about, I think with influence, there's a lot of research that shows that after a certain point in your career, say 10 years in, you, uh, your leadership skills are a huge factor in your success, Mm. even more so than the technical skills you might spend, um, you might, you might spend focusing on for the first 10 years or so. After that point, your leadership skills and your ability to influence others and get results is is a really important factor in success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have a question about that, specifically on like personality assessments. Would that be a helpful tool for um, like managers or leaders to be able to understand their employees in a better in a better sense, um, just so that they can start influencing them better? And does your company or does your role have a, a play with like DISC or strengths finders or anything? Yeah, so yes, it, it factors in, um, in listening. I think using the example that I, that I gave, um, you can actually map the influence styles to, there's 10 of them and I'll, I'll touch on a few of them throughout the podcast you can actually look at someone's Myers-Briggs type and the ways that they like to be communicated with. So someone who is more of a thinking type in Myers-Briggs wants facts and data. Mm-hmm. Someone who's more of a feeling type, right? Yeah. Gets energy from, or thinks about things and makes decisions more intuitively or with feelings. They respond well to being inspired. Yeah. Very cool. Do you want to run through those 10 influence, um, influencer traits? Um, that way we can get a better idea of like what the scope looks like and how, uh, how leaders and managers can really be affected by those. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What's, what's, um, as I run through this list, you also want to just listen for whether it's a head-based influence style or a heart-based influence style. Interesting. Part of this comes from the awareness of, I'm actually intentionally choosing to use a heart-based style because I'm hearing that, or it's just a well-rounded way to present this business case by 
by really speaking to the holistic spectrum of how people are influenced to uh, to choose something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's all the, there's a bunch of different types. So listen with that lens, and I'll just go through relatively quickly. And if one stands out to you, and you think listeners would be interested in that, just um, we can talk more about those. Absolutely. They come alive with some stories and mm -hmm. some examples. So why don't I go through quickly and then just let me know what stands out to you? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so there's rational persuading. That's the example that I already used. So that's using logic, evidence, and proof to substantiate what you're asking for. So you might hear cues in rational persuading um, where someone might say, what's the rationale for this? Can you weigh in on the pros and cons? Mm -hmm. That would be a cue that you'd listen for if you want to use logic and evidence. Mm -hmm. Inspiring is connecting your request to the values of other people. So you can tell this one's more of a heart-based. Mm -hmm. You would want to speak to someone's uh, overall values. And they may ask you, why is this important? How do people, you know, how will people be impacted by it? Um, are decisions guided by a number of important principles in our business? All right, the third is consulting, which at the basic level, there's a lot of different types of consulting out there. And mm -hmm. as a consultant, um, I, I have many definitions of consulting, but at a basic level, it's incorporating someone else's or another firm's ideas into a certain um, solution that you're building with them. Mm -hmm. So as a consultant, you come with a certain expertise and your client has a ton of really good ideas and your yeah. job is to flesh them out with the lens that you have and to co-build something that didn't exist before. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, that definition really helped me just see the basics of consulting because as consultants, sometimes we overcomplicate or we have a lot of slides and frameworks and, um, and they all really are intended to serve the needs of the client. And it's yeah. just super important to go in and in consulting to make sure that you understand what the evaluation criteria is of your clients so that you are speaking to that evaluation criteria. Yeah, and likewise, as like a manager to an employee, you are the expert in this situation. So how can you approach them with that expertise? Is a, so when you're a manager, yeah. so say that again, I want to make sure I understand. So when you're a manager, you're, you're going to your employee as the expert, almost um, kind of as a consultant and helping them figure out the path that's best suited for them on their terms. Mm -hmm. You're going to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I'd love to talk more about, actually, there's one that I think really, uh, one influence that really pertains to this podcast, but we will get to that. Absolutely. <laughs> to Keep on going. Some waypoint, different viewpoints into this influence. So. Yeah, absolutely. Keep on going. Yeah. Okay. The fourth is acquainting or socializing, and that is discovering commonalities with someone else. So I found after I took influence that I did this one all the time. <laughs> I didn't really have an awareness of it, but I'm really good at looking at when I meet someone, uh, looking at not just the commonalities of where we grew up, but also as a coach, super interested in what are your, like, what are your passions? What are you super interested in? And it's really just about connecting with somebody and acquainting with them. 
Yeah. So for example, on my first call with you, we talked about how we knew Barb <laughs> and we were able to look at MBA programs and your dad and, um, and I remember that. And so yeah. it helps me connect with you. I know a bit about you outside of work and, um, and I found that I use this one all the time. Yeah, that's super cool. I like that one too. Yeah. So, I mean, we do these things as humans anyway. Uh-huh. And yeah, just exactly. add some awareness to, oh, I'm intentionally choosing this because this person wants to get to know me. They're acquainting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially like if you're a new employee, that would be really cool to be able to say, hey, my manager is being really intentional. But then the manager also being intentional about what they're doing in those cer certain situations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I think it's so important as a manager to get to know the, the people who work for you. Mm -hmm. so what do you like to do outside of work? What's what's the bigger plan for you? And genuinely be interested in that instead of just looking at the results that someone's going to produce. Yeah. And caring about the person too. That's huge. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Yeah. I think it really, it really establishes a trust level and mm -hmm. But it's Stephen Covey's book, the, the Speed of Trust, talks about how slow is fast with people. So even just taking the time to get to know them actually ultimately ends up in faster business results because you trust each other more. So taking time to slow down, ask these questions and really make sure that this is part of the relationship you have can ultimately, will ultimately build trust, which makes things move faster. Yeah, cool. Cool. What's the next one? Okay. It is exchanging. So this is explicitly agreeing to share something or negotiate something with, mm. with someone. So this might, this might be just, it could even be very simple to say, Hey, Kirsten, I really want you to um, come to Chicago this weekend. And I would love to get you a hotel. I'm making this up. What to get you a hotel <laughs> in, in, uh, to show my appreciation for your time, but I really need you to come and brainstorm with me over the next few days. And I'd love to take you to dinner and um, and make sure that you're well taken care of, but I could really use your insights. So it's really just, it doesn't mean an eye for an eye or um, we're exchanging something. It really can be, I really value your time. And I know that it's going to be a sacrifice that you have other commitments. What can I, what can I do to make sure that this isn't a fair exchange for you. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly like that, but that's the principle. Yeah. Cool. No, I think that one's a really good one too, especially as like an employee, sometimes your manager is sacrificing their time for you, kind of with the whole, um, the getting to know you type of thing. So being able to say, hey, how can I help you back in return? Or is there something that I can do for you that's gonna really benefit you in the long run as my manager to help you understand me better and to help your work be as smooth as possible as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. from both sides, that's awesome. And just in general for life, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And these are all based on psychological principles mm -hmm. that there is, there is research and evidence and psychological principles behind each one. Yeah. So they are universally, I mean, according to research, these are really the 10 styles that, that people use and respond to. Yeah, cool. What's the next one? Personal appeal. So asking for someone for a favor solely based on the strength of your relationship. So an example might be, 
some of my really good friends, I might say, I really need you to come and help me this weekend. Um, and that's it. <laughs> We've been friends for 20 years. And <laughs> I need um, you. Oh, yeah. And we have a strong enough relationship that I'm just going to directly ask. ask yeah. 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 Interesting. You can't do that with a lot of people. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think this, this is related to employees. I'm curious about what you see, you know, the manager yeah. and employee relationship with this one. Um, I feel like that's going farther away from like, in terms of the manager, um, just saying, Hey, I need you to do this for me. Um, as a manager, you need to be more aware of your person. So maybe it's saying, Hey, um, could, would you mind doing this for me? Um, I will gladly assist you with anything that you need help with. Um, do you need help with anything for this project? Um, so it's putting it on them, but it's also saying, let's take a step back. Let's the manager saying, let's take a step back. Let's think about it. Um, how can I help them get this task done? How, um, how can I invest in them in this process? What does that look like? Because everyone's going to have to do tasks occasionally. Um, but having the manager be more intentional about how they can help their, their employee in the future would be really beneficial in that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see this coming in where there's maybe a crunch to get something out. Mm -hmm. And if you have a strong enough relationship with your, the people who report to you, you might say, Hey, I just need you to work till 10. It's going to take till 10, 11 o'clock tonight. And I just really need your help. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you're very intentional and also very respectful towards them and understand that you need to be very grateful for their work. Um, and also being able to listen, saying, hey, um, the manager might be saying, hey, I really, really need your help. Um, and then maybe the employee is saying back, well, I'm, I, could I possibly work earlier in the morning and making those compromises for that individual person. Um, something similar to what you said previously about making going to the, where they are essentially influence. So saying, hey, maybe Susie likes working in the morning versus the night and Bob likes working at the night versus the morning. How can we accommodate these people um, in order to get tasks done? Mm, yeah. 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 Very cool. Yeah. What's the next one? Coalition. So I was thinking about this one and you know how social media influencers are big these days. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I think the coalition fits social media influencers the best. It's um, it's building a group of supporters to show that there's social proof that something is worth adopting. Mm. So social media influencers really building a coalition or a group of people, and they're sh you know they're modeling sportswear or whatever product. Uh, different firms want them to to show, and really, the firms that use social media influencers are using people who are already just real people to show that their products are um, are worth using, or mm -hmm. that real people are using yeah. them to show real examples, and then build a group of followers who are all following their product. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's you're spot on with the social media things. I see that on LinkedIn a lot, where people are either advertising or it's e even like a push out of content um, and these social media influencers are really, really benefiting that individual or that company or whatever the product or service may be. Yeah, mm -hmm. very cool. How, I guess, so then in an employee standpoint, how would that look for 
what would you think that would look like an employee manager? An employee manager? Um, I think that this looks like, I think especially with a team, because a coalition would come from having a group, um, the cue that someone's interested in coalition is, you know, what else does, what does the rest of the team think? Who supports yeah. this idea? So that you're looking at um, getting buy-in and really enrollment of multiple people. So I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where everyone's like, oh yeah, it's a really great idea. I know I have, I've been in <laughs> meetings where everybody's like, oh yeah, we definitely need to do that. I'm like, we do? I don't really do that, <laughs> but I just go with it. Cause I'm like, yeah. okay, I am outnumbered here. Everyone thinks this is a good idea. It's easier if I just, you know, for what it's worth, it's small, let's just, you know, I'm on board, let's do it. Um, mm -hmm. It can be super powerful when you see other people um, signing up for something and then you just go with the flow because everyone else. Yeah, does. yeah, that's a great, a great analogy for a team in terms of getting people on and just kind of going with it. And some, maybe some people are just afraid to speak up or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's super interesting in terms of a team. What's the next one and how could we relate it to a team? The next one is legitimizing. I'll have to think about how we relate it to a team, but um, we might give a different example. So this one is citing an outside authority uh, or a policy to um, when you're making a request. Mm. Um, so an example of this in employee managers might be an employee asks for um, uh, additional time off. Mm or some something and the manager might say well our policy is that you get 20 days so i am going to need approval to go to 21 days or mm -hmm. our policy is 20 days so i need you to work within that yeah so you can point to a, a policy or some greater authority policy hr that yeah. type of thing mm -hmm. or even just for getting approval of different financials or um, pretty much anything at that point. Mm -hmm. That's a good analogy. I like that one. What's yeah. the next one? Asserting. This is asking for what you want clearly <laughs> based on the psychological principle that people value clarity. I need you to do this. I wonder I why. It's done this way by this time. People are yeah. usually like, yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it can be very effective because, especially as a leader and a manager, it's really important to give clear, uh, it can be very, very important to give clear direction with yeah. a deadline or, or a deadline so that someone knows what the expectation is. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. I think the more assertive you are as a manager, the better that you will do. I mean, not saying that you have to push things on people, but if you're being clear and concise, saying, hey, we have a meeting at 10 a.m. about X, Y, and Z, that's much more effective than, I think we have a meeting at 10 a.m. Do you know what we're talking about? Or like, I don't know what we're talking about yet. Being able to be honest and open, but also being assertive in that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. What's the next one? How could we relate it to employees and managers? Oh, this is a good one. So the last one is coaching. Mm. And at the, at the basic level, like consulting, um, I love the basic level of what coaching is because there's many different types and everyone does it a different way. But at a basic level, coaching is really guiding, teaching, or showing someone how to do something. And 
you walk away when you're coaching somebody and doing it well, they walk away with something that they didn't have previously. So mm -hmm. a thought, an awareness, an idea that they didn't have without you. And they're taking action in line with that new insight. So that's at the basic level of coaching. And I think, you know, managers and leaders have the challenge of knowing when to ask for something clearly. <laughs> I need you to do this by the state or coaching someone and you can use them together. So these are all just the 10 in a conversation. You might use all 10. Yeah. This is all about expanding your repertoire of, of the languages of influence. Um, with coaching, you can be super effective. This is more of a heart-based uh, influence style. And when you're coaching someone, you really want them to be enrolled in what they're doing. Like, what's the bigger um, thing that you're going to get from this, right? Yeah. Like, how does this align with where you want to go and the experience you want to have at work and really have them generate an experience and, um, and help them grow as leaders through the process of coaching them. Yeah, that's cool. I like the almost having that assertive and the coaching in there because then you can, first you can coach them and you can ask those open-ended questions to kind of get their brain moving in terms of what they would like to do with their situation and how they can help. But if, if they don't get to that point, you can always be assertive at that moment and say, Hey, Bill, I would really like you to do X, Y, and Z for me. Um, I'm hoping that you're okay with that. Also, um, what can I help you with in this process? How may I help you? Um, what are you afraid of doing in this task? And how can I help you? It's a combination of coaching and assertiveness. And I think right now, especially with managers, you need to be that of coaching, but you also need to be assertive, especially if you have a new employee or if um, you're a new manager, that way you're being understood, but you're also getting the task done, which is very important in today's world. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah, very, yeah. very cool. Do you have anything to add with coaching and in, in fact, all of the influence um, topics, do you have anything to add about those? Nothing, um, nothing to add. Well, actually, yes, I do. <laughs> Two things to add. So one, and you just did a really, what you did just now, connecting the influence styles is exactly how it happens. Mm -hmm. um, we may go through the 10, but then when we do this, um, when we teach influence in groups and really work with groups on it, we start to combine different styles. And there's one style. So if you don't have much time, there's a, an influence power tool that I'd like the listeners to have. This yeah. has been, um, when I use it consciously, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that, the result was likely different than if I had just gone to my, my defaults, yeah. gotten scared and not asked for what I needed. Um, yeah. The four power tools, so used in combination, are asserting, asking for what you need clearly, and maybe we can give an example here. Asking for what you need clearly, and then inspiring. So you see the, you're asking for what you need clearly, and then you're appealing to someone's values um, and inspiring them. Um, third is rational persuading, so more of a head-based. This is the evidence as to why we would, and this is, these are the results that I, we can expect. Um, and then consulting, which is asking them for their opinion and what they think. Mm -hmm. So the power tool, asserting, inspiring, rational, persuading, consulting, when you don't have much time, is very effective in, in moving a project or a, an idea or a proposal forward. 
Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. It's and I love that combination because you're you're having you're being list you're a listener, but you're also being listened to in the process, and it's a it's a good balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. very cool. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. And then the last thing I'd say is I think um, just to bring home one of them, I was thinking about the influence style that you use at Waypoint, asking uh, Barb and me to be on your podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have, do you have an idea? We just went through them really quickly, so. Um, I would say probably a bit of consulting in that aspect because you guys are the experts in specific areas. Like you're an expert in influence and I would have never had known. I mean, I do, I would know that there are out, them out there and but I would never know exactly what I'm doing in influence. And I was very, she's, a, she's very knowledgeable about a lot of topics. So having her come on as a consultant and understanding her work and what she does that I think that's a huge part of Waypoint and what we do here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's, I definitely see that one. Yeah. The one I had in mind was exchanging. Mm, so yes. At Waypoint, I think what you're up to in the podcast is, is brilliant. And we're happy to be part of the podcast, but it's exchanging. Like you get to use our podcast and it's under Waypoint, but we also get Executive Horror um, reaches your listeners and we can we could really, you know, be part of different communities. So it's exchanging. Yeah. And it's exchanging knowledge too. I love that. I, yes. That's so valuable, especially in today's world. Knowledge is, knowledge is everywhere. And to be able to say, hey, we have a knowledge base right here. How can we exchange with you? And then also with our listeners in the process. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Mary, where can our listeners find you on the web? You can find Executive Core at executive-core.com. Awesome. Yeah. And then you're also on LinkedIn, correct? And they can come. I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yes, you can find me on LinkedIn. I just got married six months ago, so it's under Mary McCarthy Dwyer. I think um, that's probably <laughs> we'll the best. Sure, we'll make sure it's in the show notes so they don't. Way to find me, and then just let me know that you heard the podcast, and I would be really interested in what uh, what you got out of it. Awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciated you coming on today. My pleasure. Awesome. Thanks, Kirsten. Yes, of course. This podcast is proudly produced by Waypoint. What is Waypoint? Well, if you want to coach your team and not manage them, then Waypoint is worth checking out. Head over to waypointhq.com to learn more or email me directly, mike at waypointhq.com, and I'll demo it for you myself. Thanks for listening.